Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are ya? It's time for the tech news for Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. And today marks the second day that hundreds of subreddits, thousands in fact, have gone dark in response to Reddit changing its API policy, that's Application Programming Interface. This has necessitated the shutdown of several popular apps. So, as a refresher, Reddit put in a new fee system, uh, and the more an app needs to reference Reddit, so essentially the more frequently the app makes requests from Reddit, the more the developer is going to have to pay a monthly fee. And it depends entirely on how many references the app is making collectively to Reddit. 
Reddit representatives say that this is necessary because increased activity on the platform drives up hosting costs, and the money to pay those bills has to come from somewhere. Developers say the new fee schedule is prohibitively expensive, and that it sure does seem like Reddit is pricing out competitors, which would leave only Reddit's own app standing. In solidarity with these app developers, the moderators of tons of popular subreddits, including the technology subreddit, have gone private for a couple of days. Also, side note, I often use the technology subreddit to keep an eye on tech stories for these episodes, because it's a very good aggregation site for that kind of thing. You see lots of people crawling the web and finding cool technology articles. It's incredibly helpful if you want to put together uh, a news uh, episode. So uh, what I'm saying is that this is also making me work harder, which we all know I hate. But more seriously, whether this is going to prompt Reddit to change its policy, I don't know. I would actually be really surprised if it did. I think it's going to bring a lot more attention to the issue, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to change things. I think the only thing that would change Reddit's stance would be either if a lot of people just left the platform entirely, which means there would be fewer people to sell advertising for, and that would be a huge drop in revenue. Or if there was some sort of official investigation into whether or not Reddit is engaging in anti-competitive practices, that could also force a change. But in the the lack of either of those things happening, I just don't, I don't imagine it will change, but I could be wrong. Maybe uh, there will be enough pressure on Reddit to at least have them tweak the policy. We'll have to wait and see. The various announcements that, loosely speaking, make up the Summer Games Fest are wrapping up this week. Microsoft held its event over the weekend, but one thing the company didn't dive into was the fate of the Activision Blizzard deal. Now, as I'm sure most of you know, Microsoft announced ages ago now that it planned to acquire Activision Blizzard, which at the time was weathering a pretty big storm with regard to the company's reputation for a toxic work environment and general tolerance toward harassment and that kind of thing. The plan was to have this deal finalized by this summer. But there have been some notable hurdles. Regulators in the UK have refused to allow the deal to proceed, at least in the UK. They say that it would give Microsoft an unfair market advantage in the sector, particularly with regard to cloud gaming services. Recently, Activision representatives requested that they be able to address this issue when it comes up for appeal with those UK regulators a little bit later this summer. Microsoft reps have argued that the UK is holding things up where regulators elsewhere have given the green light to the acquisition, like the European Union or regulators in Japan. But that argument is going to be a lot harder to make because the US Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, is now seeking an injunction and a temporary restraining order to block the deal. Okay, you might say, well, didn't the FTC already object to this? And the answer to that is yes. They actually challenged the acquisition late last year, back in December of 2022. But justice moves slowly, like glacially slow. 
And so the FTC is looking for this injunction to temporarily stop the deal from closing while the challenge to the deal inches closer to actually making it into a courtroom. And it might seem a bit absurd that a major U.S. government agency would have to get a restraining order to put a temporary block on a deal while the actual case to decide if the deal is even legal or not meets court schedules. It does sound a little bit mad, as they say, but that's how it works. On Microsoft's side, the request for an injunction might not necessarily be a bad thing, because if a court denies that injunction, that could give Microsoft a bit of a legal boost, as it were. And company reps, both for Microsoft and Activision, have said they're eager to get this matter to the court because, in their opinion, it's an open and shut case, that there's no unfair market advantage or any competitive element to the deal. So maybe we'll see the deal go through despite all these hurdles. Twitter's new CEO, Linda Yaccarino, sent out her first official communication to Twitter's staff this week. The memo's title was Building Twitter 2.0 Together. Now, you might recall that Twitter's previous CEO, a guy named uh, Elon Musk, revealed aspirations of evolving the Twitter service into a much more robust app capable of doing pretty much any basic app stuff, including handling financial transactions in the memo. She wrote, quote, it has become increasingly clear that the global town square needs transformation to drive civilization forward through the unfiltered exchange of information and open dialogue about things that matter most to us, end quote. This seems to echo the message of free speech that Elon Musk frequently uh, stated, uh, but that's a message that's actually really muddled, because in the Elon era, it seemed like free speech mostly just applied to Elon and to the people he liked, but not necessarily anybody else. And yes, I am editorializing, but what I'm saying is backed up by evidence. I mean, you just have to think back to the time when Twitter suddenly started to clamp down on any tweets that contain links to other platforms like Instagram or Mastodon. Apparently that speech was not allowed to be free. So like when I make these snarky comments, it's not without without reason. Anyway, while I have suspicions as to the sincerity of Twitter's mission, I have to say that our new CEO's communication style is more uplifting and humorous than Elon's typically were. If you read the memo, it definitely feels a bit more uh, supportive on that side. It still says you're going to have to work real hard. Like it's repeating that that little line, but it's it's more like a almost like a pep rally kind of we're all in this together and we can do it as opposed to you will do it or you will suffer, which Granted, I'm paraphrasing, but a lot of Elon Musk's messages to employees kind of felt like that. But whether any of this translates into real improvement at Twitter, I don't know. But sticking with Twitter, a user named Alessandro Paluzzi, who describes himself as a leaker, a mobile developer and a reverse engineer, posted that he found something interesting, a limit to the number of direct messages or DMs you are allowed to send. When you hit that limit, you get a message from Twitter saying you've hit the maximum limit for direct messages in a single day. Sign up for Twitter blue to continue messaging. Paluzzi followed that up with quote, 
Currently, the limit is 500 per day, but I bet this limit will be reduced when this will be rolled out, end quote. Elon Musk, who still heads up product and development at Twitter, even though he's no longer CEO, indicated that the deployment should happen later this week. So I guess we'll see what the limit is once we get there. Is that going to drive more people to actually subscribe to Twitter Blue? Well, in my experience, folks get really irritated when they're asked to pay for something that previously they were able to access for free. So I have my doubts. And now to talk of Twitter past. Jack Dorsey, one of the co-founders of Twitter and the former CEO of the company, alleged that in 2020, the government of India threatened to shut Twitter down in that country. Why? Well, according to Dorsey, it's because farmers who were protesting the government in 2020 were using Twitter to share their thoughts and complaints and criticisms of India's government, and that government officials wanted to shut all that down. In addition, Dorsey says, the government wanted Twitter to censor journalists who supported the protests or who called into question the government's positions. Government representatives deny these allegations. They say there were no arrests, there were no raids, there were no shutdowns, but that Twitter had acted in violation of Indian law and that the platform was essentially ignoring India's sovereignty. The matter is a messy one. Twitter initially blocks more than 200 accounts upon direction of India's government, but then reversed that decision after Twitter says it determined there was insufficient reasons to block those accounts and cited India's own free speech laws. India's government allegedly then said failure to block the accounts would result in government raids on Twitter offices and a shutdown. And again, the government reps in India deny those claims. Okay, we've got some more news to cover, but first let's take a quick break. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. 
How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We're back. So YouTube is making it easier to qualify for the YouTube Partners Program. This is where you can, you know, implement things like tipping and YouTube shopping, where you can sell your own merch and channel memberships and more. It's really a way of monetizing the, the videos that you put up on YouTube. So previously, in order to qualify, you need to have at least 1000 subscribers and either 4000 watch hours within the past year or 10 million views of YouTube shorts within the last 90 days. But now the requirements have been reduced to 500 subscribers plus three public uploads over the last 90 days and at least 3,000 watch hours over the last year or 3 million short views in the last 90 days. This seems to favor people who work in short form content because they're more likely to meet the requirement of having three uploads in 90 days. But some of my favorite YouTube channels are producing long form content and they publish much less frequently, but their videos get tons and tons of views, like more than a million views. Their work is incredible. So I'm thinking about channels like Folding Ideas or Jenny Nicholson. Uh, so a startup channel like those might really get, make great content and might get lots and lots of views, but it wouldn't necessarily qualify because you wouldn't have the three public uploads in 90 days. However, maybe YouTube also has a process to consider outliers like that. Like if you are garnering, you know, more than a million views per video, it's just that your videos take a longer time to publish because you're, you're making long form content and you're putting a lot of work into them. I imagine YouTube would still consider those for the program, even if uh, on the, the, Base of it, it doesn't qualify. It just seems like it would be uh, short-sighted not to. Now, there is a disturbance in the force. And by force, I mean the crypto community. And by disturbance, I mean the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission, or SEC, is taking aim at more than 50 different cryptocurrencies. Why? Well, the SEC argues that a whole bunch of altcoins, which essentially refer to smaller cryptocurrencies that aren't Bitcoin or Ether, don't really count as currencies. They're instead securities. But what the heck is a security? Well, this isn't a finance podcast, but it comes up all the time in tech news. And frankly, I felt the need to brush up on it myself. So I went to Investopedia, which has their own definition, and they define it as, quote, fungible, negotiable financial instrument that holds some type of monetary value. End quote. Thankfully, they also give some examples to clarify things. 
So stock in a company is a kind of security. It's fungible, it's negotiable, and it holds monetary value as determined by the market. A bond likewise counts as a security. And so securities, Investopedia explains, typically fall into one of three categories. Equity, which means the security represents some percentage of ownership in something like a company. Uh, A second type is debt, meaning you can actually purchase debt that other people owe and then they have to pay you. So you get the debt payments plus, you know, whatever the the um, interest rate is. So you get more than what you purchased the debt for. And then the third type is a hybrid between equity and debt. And here's the real kicker. The SEC has the authority to oversee public sales of securities. It has to be regulated. And crypto coins operate largely in crypto exchanges that are operating outside the domain of the SEC. So if the SEC is is successful in saying, yes, these are securities, then they have the authority to oversee those exchanges. And as a result, a lot of crypto exchanges have started to remove the altcoins that the SEC has targeted in various lawsuits because these Exchanges don't want to get dinged for allowing unregulated securities deals. Uh, This is actually one of the big things that Binance is currently facing with U.S. regulators. So this could have a very large negative impact on crypto coins, potentially preventing those specific coins from getting funding within the U.S. Mark your calendars on July 11th. The Nothing Company will release the second generation of the Nothing Phone, a.k.a. the Nothing Phone 2. This is the smartphone that can display simple images on the back of the phone. It has some LEDs on the back side of the phone, which is a clear back. Like you can see the the innards of the phone through the back. But the images that the LEDs show will create basic designs, like a basic pattern. And nothing calls these patterns glyphs. And those glyphs indicate incoming notifications. And depending upon the style of the glyph, it can tell you what sort of notification it is, like a text message versus an email, etc. Now, the original Nothing Phone got decent reviews, but it wasn't widely available here in the United States. Apparently, the Phone 2 will have more of a reach here in the U.S. And one of the big selling points of the original Nothing Phone was a lack of bloatware, that is, apps that are pre-installed on a device that can be difficult or impossible to remove. Nothing claimed it only included a couple of apps on the device that were necessary in order to operate things like the phone's camera. The underlying operating system of the Nothing phone is a version of Android that, according to reviewers, was pretty close to stock Android. But we'll have to wait until July 11th to find out how the phone, too, stacks up against its predecessor, and the competitors that are already on the market. And now to wrap up with some recommendations. I've got a pair of articles from Wired to recommend. As always, here's my disclaimer. I have no relationship with Wired, nor do I know the folks who wrote these articles. Uh, they may also be behind a paywall. I'm not certain I have a subscription to Wired. In my opinion, it's, it's worth subscribing to. But anyway, first up is an article titled, The U.S. is Openly Stockpiling Dirt on All Its Citizens written by Dell Cameron. The article details a report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence that shows how various agencies in the U.S. federal government are buying up enormous databases of personal information that belong to American citizens. And considering that's the same sort of shady stuff that folks are worried about with TikTok, I figure it pays to be informed about how the U.S. is doing pretty much the same darn thing. 
Uh, I wouldn't say it's a happy read, but it's an important one. The second Wired article is by Matt Laszlo, and it's titled UFO Whistleblower Meet a Conspiracy-Loving Congress. Now, you might recall from last week, I reluctantly talked about a piece written in The Debrief about a former U.S. intelligence employee who claims to have knowledge of the existence of aircraft that was built by some sort of non-human intelligence. Now, this person hasn't actually seen any of this alleged non-human created stuff. They haven't even seen photographs of it. Instead, they have to rely on second or third hand reports. Anyway, the Wired article talks about how in our current environment here in the U.S., unsubstantiated claims can end up going a whole lot further than they used to. It's well worth a read. On a related note, I also recommend the episode of The Michael Shermer Show. It's a podcast. It's also available on YouTube, and it is called Is the Government Hiding Aliens? Uh, the too-long-didn't-watch version of the answer is no. But Shermer goes into detail as to why people should be skeptical of these claims. Those are my recommendations. I hope you are all well. I'll be back again on Thursday with more news, assuming... You know, news happens. So I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.